You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. Sometimes I think I should say I'm the hostess with the mostest when I introduce myself as a podcast host. But alas, that is really just my vain attempt at being funny for the week. Seriously, we are in Psalm 119, teaching our revival series of messages. God has been showing us amazing things as we read through this very long but very powerful chapter, focusing our hearts on God's Word. Last time, we examined the powerful keys of faith and revelation as we read. Today, we'll be reading verses 97 through 104 in the Passion Translation. So take a minute. Grab your Bible in your favorite version and a journal and a pen before we dive in. While you do that, I'd like to share a bit of testimony. I've had some amazing things happening in the last few months and want to update you on some of it. As many of you know, I've been podcasting with Blooming Inspired Network since 2018. Those first few months were brutal. I suffered from allergy attacks and strange polyps on my eardrums. I mean, the allergy shots and the medicine nearly put me under. In the past, I would have thrown in the towel with all that adversity. And if I'm really honest, I almost did. But then God reminded me over and over again of his faithfulness in those quiet moments last summer. He made provision and moved me in new directions. I look back and see his hand firmly on me in those days when I could, all I could do is lay out on the couch praying for recovery. In September, I'm not sure what changed other than I decided to get up. I wasn't going to let all that fatigue and malaise in my life keep me from God's purpose. In reality, God really answered my prayer. He revived me with a sense of purpose and truth. I began podcasting again about the middle of that month. As the fall days led into winter, I grew excited as I did interviews and invited other women to join me in the podcasting adventure. I began to focus on 2019 and felt God say, this was a year to be released. I set my heart on that word and planned a prophetic retreat during the first month of the year. God met me in my plans and brought three women to the retreat. My coaching business was loping along with a couple of clients, and I had an opportunity to perform as a worship painter at a women's conference in South Texas that February. My heart waited expectantly as the whisper of release continued to roll through my mind. Many times I felt like I missed God and landed off the track of His plan. Then a phone call or text message would come, an invitation to a lunch appointment with a friend, and the ball would start rolling again. By the end of February, I had a clear plan for the year. The first quarter found me living yielded, fasting and surrender, waiting on the Lord. The second quarter unleashed me. You see, I was bound by limiting beliefs about my creative nature and living in organized chaos, making room for those beautifully spontaneous expressions. I flew through life by the seat of my pants. No plan, failing to plan, and by extension, failing to accomplish months. I sensed that looming thought of failure through the, floating through the recesses of my mind and wanted to squelch it, so I turned to an old favorite, 
a Sonic Route 44 Coca-Cola, and a new favorite would deliver just the right effect. A 16-ounce Butterfinger Blast with extra Butterfinger at Snickers. Y'all, it cost me $8 a pop to drown my sense of failure. And well, it only added to it when I stepped on those scales and discovered 10 extra pounds had been added to my already rotund frame. Something needed to change and quick. At the beginning of May, after another long bout of malaise from March to April, I was ready for a reset. God began to talk to me about a mid-year reset, and I began to sense that June is critical to the season. God wanted me to have a plan to track my progress and make changes in my life. I researched planning systems and looked at things I'd used in the past. Nothing seemed to fit. Story of my life if you will, always the square pig trying to shove herself in the round hole, except God inspired me to build my own system, incorporating the visual thinking strategies I'd been learning through my downtimes with a bullet journal style. I spent those days creating documents for printing on my computer and learning the system I created through May and June. God began to unlock things for me as the second quarter came to a close. I traveled to attend events throughout the month of June, adding new coaching clients to a full schedule. I've had more time for extended family and my husband, and I'm learning to arrive on time, which is a bit of a lark for anyone who knows me. I mean, I arrived early for church a few weeks ago, and my husband said, Wow, my wife just walked through the doors, and the previous service isn't even out yet. That's a wake-up call. As June barreled to a close, I began to look ahead to the third quarter, marking out my goals and plans in my new system, managing details and dailies in the middle. When the next to the last Sunday of the month, my pastor taught a message. Packed in the middle of his word to the church about going for it, Pastor Jeremy used the word advance. Advance. That is my third quarter word. I felt like God was saying, go for it. I pressed on, relaunching the Wildflower Women group that I had set up for a leadership track and beginning to try new things with my podcast that I felt I did not have time to do before. And though I still struggle a bit and find myself on a new learning curve, I feel balanced and less stressed. Since September, I've been regularly airing my podcast with only an occasional replay. We celebrated one year of Blooming Inspired Podcast at the beginning of June. I've also added over 4,000 downloads to my podcast in the last month. That compared to the first year coming in at just over 9,000. I've also coached two new podcast hosts on the network and added their shows to our weekly lineup. I'm adding new coaching clients to my business and starting to regain health and energy in my life again. Plus, I've ha- I have a few dreams for the future I want to explore. Over the weekend, a friend of mine championed me and made a way for me to join the John Maxwell team, which is really what inspired me to share this with you today. Another bucket list item is crossed off my list. There is work to do and a plan to make, but there is also opportunity and anticipation. God is doing a new thing in my life, and I am grateful. See, God did all this almost while I wasn't paying close attention. And as we read through these keys to revival in Psalm 19, I find that God is showing me how over the last three years, He brought me through these keys to discover not only His heart and plan for my life, but, but to find that He is reviving and fulfilling dreams and passions that I had thought long since passed. So don't give up. 
I share this testimony not to pat myself on the back or boast about the favor of God on my life. Instead, I'm hoping you'll be encouraged not to give up on your own dreams and passion that you see if God's glory can be revealed through simple steps of obedience in my life, what can he do in yours? Stay the course, friends. Win the race. Watch him work miracles for you. So now let's dive into today's reading. Again, it's Psalm 119 from the Passion Translation. The heading over today's scriptures say, I love the word of God. You know, I do. I love the word of God. So let's begin in verses 97 through 98. Oh, how I love and treasure the revelation of your word. Throughout the day, I fill my heart with its light. By considering your commands, I have an edge over my enemies, for I take seriously everything you say. A few weeks ago, I helped a friend of mine lead a retreat she planned for her friends. During the first session, I was teaching from Scripture about prophetic words. In the midst of sharing with the group, they heard me exclaim in a spontaneous moment of joy, I love God. He is so much fun. I hadn't planned to say it and forgot all about those words until the next evening. A woman on the retreat wrote me a note of encouragement that said, You had me when you said God is fun, because I'd never heard anyone say that before. I've had many occasions since those early days of walking out my adult faith in God's Word to exclaim how much I love God's Word and mining for that treasure in the pages of Scripture. I spent hours of days upon days in 2008 writing out long blog posts featuring the Hebrew names of God in Scripture, digging deep and committing myself to word study. I found golden nuggets of truth again and again. I also found a passion for teaching in those wonder-filled days. A few years ago, I sensed God challenging me to read the Gospels as if I didn't know anything about Jesus or the Scriptures, to set aside everything I thought I knew or had been taught and consider what I would believe if I only had the Scriptures to inform my faith. What I thought would take me a few months has taken me on a six-year journey of discovering my Savior through the Scriptures and learning to love Him in a new way. We're going to take a few minutes to pause and share some exciting news with you And we'll be right back with the rest of today's message. Hey, everybody. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. And we're taking a quick break from our regular programming because I have something very exciting to share with you. I really do hope you love listening to Blooming Inspired Podcast. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We've just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a charitable person, you could even donate that podcast going to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use my code BLOOMING, and you'll get 300 PodCoin for just signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. And again, if you're feeling generous, you can give your PodCoins to charity. So go ahead and 
go listen to this podcast for, or virtually any podcast on Pinecoin and sign up with the code BLOOMING. I've already been listening to some of my favorite podcasts and earning Pinecoins, and I hope you will too. I know you're going to love Pinecoin, so download the app today. Let's rejoin the show as Michelle concludes her message about loving God's Word. After a few years, I began a podcast sharing the insights I gathered as I read through the Gospels. Then, two years ago, I launched a verse-by-verse study of the Gospels through Blooming Inspired Network based on the way God led me through my readings. Each time I teach a Bible study session, I find myself teaching from the revelation I receive as we read rather than some preconceived idea I had before I joined God at the table of His Word. It has truly changed my life and taking on such deep meaning for me. I often am deeply touched and overwhelmed by His goodness as we partake of the Scriptures with eyes to see Him, ears to hear Him, and a heart to know Him more. He never fails to show up, and I love Him all the more as we move through His precious words. Speaking of His precious words, verse 99 and 100 is our next part. You have given me more understanding than those who teach me, for I have absorbed your eye-opening revelation. You have graced me with more insight than the old sages, because I have not failed to walk in the light of your ways." Isn't that what I was just talking about? He has given me more understanding than those who have taught me about his word, for I have absorbed, I have allowed his eye-opening revelations, the revelations of the Holy Spirit that I get while I'm reading scripture to become a part of who I am. As I do, I find his grace and wisdom as I gain more and more insight. People tell me all the time that I walk in wisdom. I hardly believe it still. I choose to walk in his, the light of his ways, the light of that wisdom and revelation that he brings to me in scripture. Today, I believe that we're discovering, what we're discovering is the key of wisdom in his word. Let's read on. Verse 101, I refused to bend my morals when temptation was before me so that I could be obedient to your word. Have you ever found yourself in the midst of struggle? I mean real struggle, trying to find your moral compass as you read God's word and realize there are adjustments that need to be made. Earlier, I told you the story about going to Sonic and getting that 44-ounce Coke and that 16-ounce ice cream to allay my feelings of failure, right? The truth is, in 2016, some friends of mine and I went to a healing school out in California, and before we went, I had been asking God, what do you want me to ask for? I felt like he said I needed to ask him to be delivered of my desire for Coca-Cola. I didn't call it addiction because I've come to the conclusion that I didn't drink that Coke because I needed it because I was going through detox if I didn't have it. I drink that Coke simply because I wanted it. I wanted it. Now, there may have been an emotional attachment quality to my issue, but I simply wanted that Coke. I asked God to deliver me of my desire for that beverage. 
On the way to the airport that day, I had stopped to buy a large 32-ounce Sonic Coca-Cola. Not my usual 44-ounce, but 32. I swigged that sugar and caffeine through the red straw all the way to the airport. Once we arrived, we went to the curbside check-in at Dallas Love Field. As I'm walking up to the line, I dropped that cup of soda in the trash, and we proceeded to my flight. While waiting for our plane, we bought something to eat, but I didn't get a Coke. I chose to drink water instead. That whole week, I didn't drink one Coke. I ordered lemonade and water. There were no detox side effects, no fatigue or headache or irritability. It was amazing. We returned home, and I still had not had a Coke until weeks later. When I finally did try a sip, I offered it to my husband and said, Here, you drink this. I don't think I want it anymore. That's when I remembered how I asked God to make it taste bad in my mouth. And he did. Months later, life got busy and stressful. We went out to eat one night. I tried a Coke. After all, one is not bad. I didn't really want another one, but a few weeks later, I got another one. And eventually, I stopped in at Sonic on my way home. And before you know it, I'm back in my routine. My car runs on autopilot right into Sonic to get a Coke these days. You know, after a few days of repeating the behavior, I really sensed the Lord saying, I won't deliver you with this a second time. In other words, it's not going to be easy to give this up again. And he's right. I'm in the struggle right now. You know, the Apostle James wrote, Those who know the good they ought to do and do not do it, to them it becomes sin. That's pretty powerful, right? Except we read these scriptures that say, I refuse to bend my morals when temptation was before me so that I could become obedient to your word. And I ask, do I? You see, I'm moving back to center on this. A little bit of pleasure in something that is so toxic for me is not worth forsaking the work of God in my life. Sometimes I just need to say, I repent. Verse 102, I refuse to turn from difficult truth for you yourself have taught me to love your words. And now it seems I've come full circle. Remember when we started reading Psalm 119 a few weeks ago? I shared about a time when God first put it on my heart to read this chapter of scripture. I also shared that I quit reading it because I couldn't see myself in the words I read. That's difficult truth to bear yourself up in. But as we began this reading in Psalm 119, I came back to it, the encouragement I feel I heard from the Lord again and again and again. Earlier this year, as I studied revival history and landed in Psalm 119, I heard the Lord say, when I read scripture, I may not find myself in it because I'm supposed to find him. How many of us are reading scripture to know God? When we redefine Him, to know Him, we deepen our relationship with Him. But if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves reading it for a list of do's and don'ts, wills and won'ts, and wander far from God. The big question I have to ask myself each time I read Scripture is this. Am I looking at it? As a measuring stick. And am I measuring myself by scripture or by other people's convictions about scripture? 
Or am I looking and reading and seeing now how scripture can transform me into a Christ-like disciple? I believe that's what it means when we look into the mirror of scripture and we find our moral compass. If we don't turn away from it or ignore it, we will find the difficult truths that teach us to love his words. Did you know difficult truth can teach you to love God's word because once you receive it, it's yours. When you receive God's word and let it transform you, his truth becomes your truth. Verses 103 and 104. How sweet your living promises are to me. Sweeter than honey is your revelation line. For your truth is the source of my understanding, not the falsehoods of those who don't know you, which I despise. Listen to that. How sweet your living promises to me. Sweeter than honey is your revelation light. Can you taste of scripture and see that the Lord is good? Can you search his truth for revelation and light? Can you find that truth as your source of understanding and refuse to partner with deception and falsehood? Refuse to look to those who do not even know him. You see, I don't have to despise people to despise what falsehood, deception, and not knowing God does to a person. I can despise the work of the enemy without despising people. We have to guard our hearts against turning hard toward people because of the darkness of our culture and the world around us. I have been repenting a lot lately of judgments. I make against people based on my own convictions. I love God's word. I value life and truth. But I have to remember, as John Bradford said, watching people from this community being taken to the scaffold for watching people from his community being taken to the scaffold for execution. There but for the grace of God go I. It would only be a short time later that he made that same journey for execution. You see, God so loved the world, God so loved people, that he sacrificed himself to save them. What are we, as recipients of this lavish grace, willing to sacrifice of ourselves to love people the way he loves them? I think that's where I want to leave you today. I'll be back next Tuesday and pick up reading in Psalm 119, verse 105. I want to encourage you to have a great weekend. Spend some time reading this for yourself. Make some notes in a journal, or if you're like me, write it down in the margins of your Bible right where you're reading it. Allow God's heart to minister to your heart. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your truth that sets us free. I ask, Lord God, that you would know that we would know this truth. Let it go deep in our hearts, that this truth would affect and reflect back to us where our morals don't agree with your truth. I pray we would adjust our morals to your truth, not try to bend them so that we can participate in the things that tempt us, but rather we would be obedient to your word. I pray that your living promises would be sweet to us, sweet like honey, and they would show us your revelation light, that your truth would always be the source, a door standing open to us, inviting us in. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
That's all the time I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in with us. I want to ask you, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, would you subscribe to it? We're on iTunes and on Google Play Music and Podcasts. We are also available on the PodCoin app. By the way, PodCoin is a great app. They pay you PodCoins for every 10 minutes that you listen to any podcast that's listed on their app. All the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network podcasts are listed there. We're working on keeping our shows as bonus shows on the app. That means if you download the app and create your account with our referral code, Blooming, you'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. Then each time you listen to our podcast as a bonus podcast, you get more than 10 coins for listening. You can actually use your pod coins to buy gift cards or make donations to charitable organizations. That's a win-win, don't you think? So if you're interested in subscribing, PodCoin is a great way to get our podcast and you get the extra benefit of earning gifts while you listen. We would love for you to also share this on social media, share it with your friends and your family, the people within your influence, and let them know what we're doing here at Blooming Inspired Network. And don't forget, we have two additional shows, the Redeem Rebel Podcast, which airs Monday at 4 p.m. Central Time, and Accidental Hope Podcast, which airs on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. With that said, I want to remind you, as I always do, that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the page.